So for everybody right. who's watching, you've noticed I've switched to full mustache mode because it's Movember. Yeah. And uh, I did it last year. I liked it. And I think I'm going to just stick with the mustache for a while. You know, it actually kind of looks pretty good on you. I'm not going to front. Thanks, man. Thanks. You know, like it, it fits. Like some folks... You're like, dog, what are you doing? Just, you know, get rid of it or, you know, go with the full the, the full shtick. But the stash, I mean, it looks pretty clean on you. It's just like my dad, you know, for years and years he had the mustache. And now I'm thinking when we opened the shop, I saw this great photo of him, my uncle. And they both had mustaches when they opened what was decorum and shipwreck back in the mid-70s. Oh. So how fitting would it be when we do our opening photo that I have a mustache as well? Almost 50 can, years apart. Can the caption be, do you know the mustache man? The mustache man? <laughs> can it be? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. The first question. Let's just uh, get into it. Let's you ready? Let's do it. Yep. Here we go. What do you do and what it is? It's your boy A-Tiz, and I got a question for my boy Dave. I seen that you just picked up an estate, and I want to know what's the most valuable item you found so far. Wow, great question. Bro, uh, not just me, but people have been keeping up with your Instagram story. And I tell you, I'm like, this is the ultimate documentary right here. You and your dad doing this, it's like American Pickers, but with cool people. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, thanks for that. It's been really awesome to do it with my dad because I'll give you the whole backstory on the house. He knew the woman um, who recently passed about a year ago and knew her yeah. sons. And so there was like a real relationship there. She was an antique dealer. Dude, she had um, spent, and I got this quote from the kids verbatim, her entire paycheck, like she'd spent every paycheck on antiques, items. Like she was like, A tis, out the box, you, me, everyone. She was like us, and that's what she did yeah. full time. When you walk into this house, so it's like four bedroom with a basement, living room, kitchen, dining room, and extra family area and garage and a shed out back. Every single room was full of stuff. It was just full to the brim. It was like a hoarder's haven, but it wasn't just like um, junk. It wasn't just junk. And that's why my dad said, you know, I got a good feeling about this. Yeah. Um, and he told me, Hey, I just spent $20,000 on, I was like, hold on. You spent 20,000 on, I don't even know what you, you spend 20,000. That's a car. Right. Because to, you know, the average person, the normal person, that is a massive, massive gamble to just play with 20 Gs like that. You might as well put it on the freaking roulette table, right? Well, yeah, because I hadn't even seen it. He goes, yeah, no, I, I walked the house for like 35 minutes. feel like there's some good stuff. And I said, whatever you say, man, because I haven't seen it. It's sight unseen <laughs> to me. So we drive yeah. down there, pull up, and I'm going to figure out the most valuable thing as I tell this story, I'll get to it. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear all this. We dude. get to the house and I say, okay, cool. Good neighborhood. It's in a cul-de-sac. And I walk in the living room. I said, Oh my God, it's overwhelming. Yeah. There's so many things everywhere. I said, all right, dad, like at least quantity wise, if we sell everything for a dollar, we'll triple our money. Even if it's wow. just a buck. So, right. Like yeah. if you go to a flea market, and I'm like, hey, look at this book. Somebody might buy it for a dollar. So I said, okay. Go through. And cards-wise, not a ton. But old paper. Yeah. My dad, he knows so much about old ads, old trade cards. Not trading cards. Not like baseball cards. But trade cards from the late 1800s. So the Victorian era, they would do these really ornate, nice designs, good drawings. And they put a lot of detail into it. It's not like today where you can go to Kinko's and get 100 copies of whatever you want to print. Like, right. you know, we used to do flyers for the club or whatever yeah. event back in the day. These are nice. And so I started looking through stuff. And I look at him. He looks back at me. We're trying to play it cool because we don't want to, like, give off that we got something good. So I look across yeah. the room, and he just goes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, good, good, nice. Dude, let's go. <laughs> so we're just doing the thumbs up back and forth. And I pull something out. I go, hey, look at this. He goes, oh, yeah, this is good, good. Put it in the okay, box. Yeah. So we're like boxing stuff up. And uh, these guys are super cool to work with. So 
we we now fast forward we were there for like four or five days over the past week and a half like marathon drive down an hour and 20 minutes from portland drive back fill the van four times we filled a, a mercedes sprinter van full of stuff wow uh, and now we're finally done he went there one more time today to wrap up just to make sure we didn't miss anything and we feel very good that we will probably five or six x our money into Golly, it. Now, what? It won't be all at once, right? So it's not like, going to be... This will trickle out over time. Exactly. And for us, you know, having a shop, this is perfect because we want to have inventory. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that the initial investment was worth it. And getting to what I thought is going to be the most valuable thing in the estate, because obviously we didn't get the house, but we did get all the contents... And we didn't have to clean everything out. We just took what we wanted. We sent in another crew after us. They'll really? take whatever they want, and we'll get paid again based on that. Meat on the bone. We always talk about that. Yeah. So we left enough stuff to where they're going to go in, clear out any uh, – there's an organ. There's another piano. Uh, there's wow. still a lot of stuff in there. There's old china. like. So there was like some things that trinkets. were just a little bit too big that you probably couldn't bring back with you. But what's the old saying? One man's trash is another man's treasure. So who knows if those guys are like, they're kind of crazy. Like we're coming, like, you know? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And the, so the most valuable thing, we did find a bit of gold, which was cool. So like 400 yeah. bucks in gold. Um, I think just initially, because... Again, we boxed everything up just looking at the quality, saying, all right, this isn't beat up. This might be worth something. Just put it in a box and go. We're trying to go fast. I got about 11 old, uh, like, milk crate wooden boxes. Moxie. It's got right, Moxie I saw, on it. Dude, okay? if Moxie. You, if you're not from Maine or New England, you don't know Moxie, maybe. It's an old soda company. still around. And these boxes were, like, painted red and black. If you get the red and the black, it's a lot. That and a Boston Beer Company and a Canada Dry. But these boxes probably fit 12 big bottles. Those yeah. boxes go for like 250 bucks a piece. Golly, man. So, you know, boxes alone, probably two grand worth just looking. But some of the ads, um, actually, my dad did pull a couple. Uh, back in the day, instead of having, and by back in the day, I mean like the early 1900s, instead of having like a promotional photo, like baseball players would have that they'd sign, it was a print. So it was like a, a, a drawing of a photo on newspaper paper. What? And it'd be like Harry Lord from the Red Stockings. There's three of them. They're in great shape. Probably can get 500 bucks for three of these prints from the early 1900s. Wow. So it'd be like... If somebody were to take the old, you know, transferred paper and put it over a picture and draw it, that, that's what the print would be of, the drawing. That's essentially it. And back then they wow. had, you know, early printing press. So the old paper, listen, if you have boxes of old paper, dig yeah. because it's not all exactly in order. And I found a bunch of Sports Illustrateds with Muhammad Ali on the cover and George Foreman in great shape uh, programs. There's just a lot. I found original. All right, last cool thing. One of the guys <laughs> went to this. Purdue University and had some of his shirts from 1980, Purdue. Wow. And uh, so it would say, like, Purdue, like, Boilermakers, 81, original tag. So vintage clothing, right? There was an Allman Brothers band shirt from the late 70s. This thing was in a box in the bottom of a closet, and I said, oh, my God, this is like a rare vintage tea. That might fetch a few hundred dollars just for the tea. Right, especially if somebody that might have been the year they went to that school. Exactly. So there's just a lot of gems, and uh, I think what will happen is probably in a, in, a, in a future episode, I'll be like, JR, you don't even know what I just pulled out of the box. I didn't even <laughs> know we had it. So now my dad's yeah. house is full of all the stuff. I had to go rent a storage unit that we'll get into tomorrow. Oh, man. It's just, you've been over here when he's had stuff, but it's a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot of potential is what really comes to mind. It's a lot of potential. I just knew. I said, okay, if everything is just worth a dollar, this is still a good deal. Yeah. So I feel like everything's more than a buck. So I feel great about it. Oh, good, man. Now, do you think this is something that 
you and you and your pop would probably do more? Is it going to get to the point where you're like bidding on old storage spaces and like you know storage war style? You know, actually, uh, my buddy Andy um, sent me a DM and he was he asked if it was like that. You know, is this like storage wars? Do you have to you have to like bid and whatever? And we had a personal connection, so we didn't. But right. it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I think we know enough people that would take the junk that we don't want that I'd go and bid like two to 500 bucks on a storage unit. Just being able to look in, you know, what is it on yeah. the show for like a few seconds to look right. around somewhere out there. There's gotta be some Mickey Mantle cards. There's gotta be gotta buried be. in somebody's closet, a box yep. of just, I found baseball. I found a Hank Aaron card. That was the other thing. In a box of uh, dryer sheets, I was like, "Oh, what's what? in dryer sheets?" I was like, "Hank Aaron." Oh, was that it, like an was that like an old trick back in the day to do that in the dryer sheets? I don't think so. I think this this oh. person just put stuff everywhere. And then, oh, I found uh, unopened Beanie Babies from McDonald's giveaway. Oh, cool! The, That's like, cool. Aaron Bear, the Britain Bear, the. Eagle yeah. one and those go for some good money too. So there's just a lot. There's a lot. It's really overwhelming, to be honest. Man, what a cool, what a cool thing. I hope that you know. Not only will you be able to document all of this on here on the podcast, but I really hope there's some sort of visual as well that you've been rolling film, capturing some cool stuff because I think. Man, just the buildup to opening the shop and all the hunting that went on and rolling the dice on this 20K at this somebody's home and having to get the storage unit because the house is too full. Like it's, man, I just think that's really cool, especially if you can do like sit down confessional style with yourself, but also with your dad, because that stuff will live forever. And how cool would it be to have that? Yeah, that, so that's where I was thinking, too. I said, let me roll a little B-roll every day. Not a lot, because your hours are really spent sorting, searching, mm-hmm. throwing things away. There's, like, dead mice everywhere. There's trash. There's all, it's, it's everything. Some's clean. Some's dusty. So what I'll do now is, now that we have it, I'll say, okay. So we went into this house, right? Sit down and do confessional. Here's some of the great stuff I found. Boom. Yeah. Right? Cut to the B-roll. You guys won't imagine what was in there. I, I'm telling my dad, the shop is just like the place we exist. The mm-hmm. content machine will end up making more money than you could ever make buying and selling things. Yeah. Content is king and content is cash, especially in this kind of world. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, so it was, that's Man. a great, great question because uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to have a better answer in like a couple right. weeks, like a new answer. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. So my my last follow-up to that before we move on to our next question is Tiz asked you about, you know, the potentially most valuable item that you found there. And my mind immediately goes to, was there something there that you found that maybe, I don't know, a mouse chewed through it and ruined its value? And you're like, oh, this would be cool, but it got ruined because of this. And you're like, damn it, we missed the boat. Yeah, there... I don't think these were like uber, uber valuable, but there were these awesome starting lineup figures in the shed and a mouse had just tore them up. Man, the plastic and everything. The, through the plastic, through a bunch of like, these ones had like clothing. Like, you know, wow. most of the starting lineups, it was Lou Gehrig, Ty Cobb, and Cy Young. And the Ty Cobb and the Cy Young got even chewed on the rubber. Like all of wow. it. The Lou Gehrig one I was able to, to to save. And it's just a little dirty. And I, you know, I, they, those probably don't go for more than like 20 or 30 bucks. But I know there was some other bins in there. They probably got ruined. There was a leak in the shed. Like there's a hole yeah. in the roof of the shed. And it's Every not even winter. worth picking the box up. And yep. luckily, a lot of the tubs were, were tightened up and closed. So that saved stuff. Uh, and then some of the Life magazines with good covers just were old and tattered. And, you know, with magazines, if the cover's bad, it's it's over. It's done. Same yeah. with cards. So there were some good yep. cards from the mid-'70s. But, you know, if the corners are ruined, they're done. It's, you know. 
You know what's cool to me is I've learned that there are now both trading cards and trade cards. I had never known that in my 37 years on this world. So thank you, Dave. Yeah, they were just old ads. That That's what they did. Cool. They handed a card. It was an ad. It's so cool. And our next one comes from the A1 Day 1, Vicky Green out in Saco, Maine. Hey, guys. It's Vicky. So, as we all know, it's no secret, this time every year, the internet gets all up in arms about when it's okay to decorate for Christmas. True. So, I want to know, because I live with a Mrs. Claus, JR, you know, (laughs) when do you decorate for Christmas, and how early is too early and or acceptable to decorate for Christmas? (laughs) Because we got to let the turkey have its day. But some people think now is fine. Vicky, what, all right, I just want to say first thing, like, what a good voice she really has. Yeah, it's so great. It's like she's, it I makes me smile. See her. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't have any of my Christmas stuff up at all. And, and, and if I think about that, it's because I live by myself. It's because I'm in a one-bedroom apartment. Now, if I, if I had, like, a family and children. A family? And, He's got a family. <laughs> family! <laughs> if I had a family, um, it would be different. I think I would, I would get that stuff up a lot sooner, you know? Um, but if it's just me, right, you know, right around Thanksgiving, I'll toss up the tree and be on my merry way. What about you? Thanksgiving, I... It's a great answer because Thanksgiving is like, okay, fall has ended and now we can put up the decorations, but that's not enough. So Ryan's wife, Kate, already has the Christmas pillows on the couch. And I'm like, that's, uh. she goes, is too many pillows, Uncle Dave? Yes, it's way too many <laughs> pillows and they're Christmas. It's too many. Yeah. So for me, uh, it's, it's just me and dad, you know, I'm up in the creek in the apartment and he's got the house and I, I just... I'm so busy. I think I'll do some lights for the set when we do the podcast. I think I'll decorate the shop before I decorate the house. That'll be cool. Because we do Christmas at Ryan's, so I'd love to have the extra time to put lights out outside, but I just don't have it. Yeah, I hear you. You know what the wild thing is? People are going as far as to having Thanksgiving trees now. That's not a real thing. Let's not make this a thing. Let's just cancel that whole idea. They're Look. really doing this. What are they hanging up? Ornaments of like drumsticks Dude. and like pilgrims? Yo, I was driving in Scarborough today and there is a neon purple and a neon blue co- covered tree. Its lights yeah. are already up. This whole house wow. neoned out. It's November 12th. Relax. As of this recording, yeah. Relax. Man. But you it's know, up. It looks good. It's just too soon. Right. Well, I can't give people crap that want to decorate for Christmas, you know, early because Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year. So if I can start, you know, experiencing Halloween things even in September, you know, it's like, oh, I get to, you know, make it a little longer and then hang on to it a little bit more in November and, you know, they each their own. But Yeah. You, you know, don't, you don't so, have a big uh, 50 foot skeleton outside your apartment, like hanging the lights. Cause I love when people do that. They leave them up and they put like Santa hats on them and it looks like they're decorating. Well, that's pretty clever. I like that. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Leave them up all year. Just change them with the seasons. I don't know. Yeah. My, my decor basically was like one pillow on the couch and it said boo. <laughs> what do you flip it around and it says ho ho? No, it's just black on the back. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just neutral. And then I'll change, neutral. yeah. And then I'll change the lights, the LED strips in the apartment. I'll put them on orange. So it's like <laughs> see, that's like efficient. You're like, okay, and color yeah. change twelve oh one. Got it. <laughs> we got it. Here we go. Let's do it. Okay, it's the lighting. Vic, yeah, Vicky, thank you for the question. That's a fun one, man. Uh, the holiday. Yeah, I'm with you though. Like, I don't have like a big family unit, so decorating yeah. just hasn't been a thing. Like I dude, I remember like living on Highland Street in Portland, like my dad would go all out. And one time he like just freehand um 
did the outline of an angel with its wings open on the roof with just string lights. Wow. And I was like, Dad, like, how did you? He's like, I don't know. I could just, I could see it in my head. <laughs> and then he starts to put the nails where they're like supposed to go. And he builds the outline and he's doing the lights. And, you know, this one's dead. So you got to change in that bulb. And it, I was like, wow, like, this is so cool. Some modern day Clark Griswold right there. Oh, basically, yeah, for for real, man. What a vision! Yeah, that's. I'd love to have the time to do that. I know my buddy Chris down in in Marblehead. He spends time like he's like measuring. All right, how long do I need this light strip to be? Because he wants it to be clean and he wants his house to be you know presentable and and looking like in the Christmas spirit. I don't yeah. know when he starts though. I don't think yet. Probably not. A lot of people want to have like, dude. There's like neighborhood wars. Like, oh, the Smiths think they're going to out-Christmas us this year? We'll show them what the Johnsons are all about. <laughs> I knew you were going to use that name, too. <laughs> How did you know? two of the whitest last names, bro. They, you know, Halloween, and my I probably showed you last year when I was living in California. My neighborhood went crazy with Halloween. Oh, yeah. There was, like, a full walkthrough haunted houses. There was a life-size Michael Myers animatronic that would, like, stand there. It was... I think they did a lot for Christmas, but that Halloween was over the top. Yeah, it's super cool. Well, Vicky, I appreciate you. We're going to move into our next one, and this is uh, – I can't give you her real name or her real town because she's worried that this will get back to her. So okay, this is right. from Anonymous. Okay, so I need a guy's perspective on this. What would you say if your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend was trying to get back together with that? The thing is, I haven't talked to him in over two years. What would you do? So this girl is in an airport right now. Clearly. Boarding a flight and wanted to ask us this question. And it was a little tough to hear her. Um, basically, let's just let's hear hear this again. Hold on. Okay, so I need a guy's perspective on this. What would you say if your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend was trying to get back together with that? What would you do if your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend was trying to get back with that? I thought it was girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. Partner's so ex-partner. ex-boyfriend. Okay, so the ex. So imagine your girlfriend currently and her right. ex-boyfriend. Their ex trying to get back with them. The thing is, I haven't talked to him in over two years. But she hasn't talked to this guy in two years, and suddenly he's... So what's going on here? Is this guy's trying to get back with her while she's dating somebody else? She's dating you. Right. And she needs a guy's perspective. Man. Hmm. Honestly, sounds like some childish to me, if I'm going to put it out there right now. It sounds like... What do you do about it? You do nothing about it because I think you're just borrowing trouble. I think you're just you're just, you know, bringing drama into your life. Like I think, you know, say, you know, one of my exes was trying to get back with me, which I couldn't imagine any of them would want to, but <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you just Folks. like bridge burned. Eh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. We're here every Sunday. Um You know, I would just, I think I would just ignore it. But what's happening in this girl's situation is this is exactly happening to her. Her ex-boyfriend is trying to get back with her while she's trying to court this other guy and thinks it's going to mess things up for her Mm. is what's happening. And my advice to her would be, you don't do anything about it. You haven't talked to this guy in two years. Then continue not to talk to this guy. You don't have to respond. You don't have to converse. You don't have to do anything. It's probably yeah. over for a reason, no? I agree. Continue to ignore. It's about boundaries. I've been having an issue with someone trying to get back into my life and acting very, you know, childish and expecting a response. And I think it's important. Whoa. I think it's important to remember, like, you don't owe anyone a response. No. You're like, what's what's the entitlement behind? Well, you have to tell me. I don't have to tell you anything. And nope. I think a lot of times, I was just talking about this today with a friend. What? A lot of times, girls will say, oh, I was ghosted. No, let's rewind it. There are many times when you get ghosted legitimately. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. But what about when you've just been childish, 
and you've been um, acting disrespectful and you've just been want bratty and wanting somebody to entertain you. And mm-hmm. they don't, when they don't entertain you, that's a real man. He said, I'm yeah. not going to respond when you talk to me like this. But when you come at me correct with some respect, I'll respond. So yeah. the reason you got ghosted is it's not my responsibility to teach you how to do that. If yeah. you're grown like me, that's on you. And if you decide to act responsibly and respectfully, great. And if not, yeah. I have no reason to talk, talk to you. And think about how different this situation would feel if we were maybe 10 years younger. And that's when we wouldn't have the wisdom to know. Wouldn't oh, have had the answer. Yep. I don't have to respond to this. I don't have to. It's, it's what happens is some people haven't grown up yet and they keep pushing your buttons. And yeah. they might not even realize they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, the manipulative ones, they know they're doing it. They know they're pushing yeah. your buttons. But some people don't. And you say, oh, I'm recognizing you're pushing my buttons. I'm good. I don't need that. Yeah. And I don't need to tell you what you're doing. That's the part that people miss. I don't need to call you out. I can just say, I'm done and walk away. Call it call it ghosting. Call it whatever you want. It's not my problem. No, I call it like dodging a bad situation. Like literally just sidestepping like mental drama that you just don't need. Yeah, you moved on so. for a reason. You've gotten presumably better, and now you're looking for the things that you want, and you should mm-hmm. go after them, not go backwards. Yeah. Well, I hope this uh, dating wisdom was good for you. <laughs> dating and, uh, wisdom appreciate. from your boys. <laughs> from your boys. All right, our next one comes from my girl Liza out in Colorado Springs, and this is kind of a two-part. I had to kind of you know piece this one together. She, had, she kind of had a lot to say. Hey, JR, uh, question for you. Do you think OJ did it? Uh, that's so long ago. I feel like we shouldn't even address that. Yeah. Did what? Did, yeah, did, 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 he, he did a lot of things. Yeah. The gloves didn't fit, Dave. We're moving on. Okay, last one. Um, this went viral a while ago, this question, but... Um, do you think there's more wheels in the world or more doors in the world? Highly debated. I want to answer this with you on three because I think we're going to have the same answer. Are you ready? Uh, okay, I'm ready. So one, two, three, blah. We- okay. One, two, three, wheels. wheels. Yeah. It's got to be, right? Yeah. D- think about it. Back in the day, there was just openings. <laughs> Opening <laughs> to my cave. Opening yeah. to my hut. And then one day I said, hey, well, you know, we could put up. I know you get that great, you know, sheet. Uh, that opening. We love it. Listen, listen. Um, you know, we love it, Jeff. We love your your yeah. sheet, but we can put this thing called a door. It's, it's sturdy like your wall, but it's it's its own. It's a movable wall. Yeah. What about my beads? Remember when we used to have beads hanging down? From the yeah. Door frame? And you just do the hello. Yeah. That was such like no, a hippie not, yeah. thing. Like I feel like anybody when we were kids. If they had beads, oh, they must smoke a lot of weed. Oh, yeah, dude. They're bead people. And they must bro. have a lava lamp. Because if you have beads and not a oh, lava yeah. lamp, you what are you doing? 100%, bro. Wheels, but Yeah, there yeah, has to be more wheels. I've never referred to DJ Dex as, you know, the doors of steel. It's the <laughs> wheels of steel. Thank you. So that's my argument. But, yeah, that I dude, I do recall <laughs> that, that question. Steel. Yeah, I do recall that question kind of taking the internet hostage. And it was like a, a big debate for quite a while. And I always thought, oh, that's foolish. It's, it has to be wheels. Yeah, because you're presuming that there's so many people had their own structure that would require a door. Yeah. Or multiple doors. Everybody had a little, like, I don't know, chariot, wagon, something that needed to roll along. I feel like they invented the wheel a long time ago. Yeah. Openings, not doors. The only thing that really messed with me about it was I go, okay, well, there's four wheels on a car. And what if it's a two-door car? Then I go, oh, wait, the trunk and the hood. So wait a minute, there's just as many doors on the car as there is wheels. And then I go, well, no, 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 that's not right. Because you have your steering wheel. And then you have the, the little, does the... Does the knob to turn up the radio? Is that a wheel? I don't know. It's a gray area. (laughs) I think the point of that was, is it a wheel that like moves? Right. 
So or or like a wheel in your in your watch to move. Yeah, you know or what you I mean. Call the it face. A gear though. They could, it's but it's a wheel. a wheel. But it is a wheel. It is a wheel. Like when they invented the wheel. Oh, this is if great. If you wheel, if you wheel, folks, <laughs> if you wheel, there's a you know there's a a a, a windmill is technically a wheel, like right? A grain silo. You've got a wheel. Uh, power was generated with like a wheel at the river. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of wheels. Yeah, I think the last thing I'll say on this is there is a band called The Doors, but there's not a band called The Wheels. So I'm just going to leave that out there. All right. And Three Doors Down. <laughs> wagon yeah. Wheel, though? Darius Rucker did sing Wagon Great Wheel. Great song. Great song. So Great how many song. times has that been sung? Yeah. Karaoke? Good, I mean, come on. Right. That's a good one. All right, let's keep it on trucking here. So these these are pretty good. Trucking, these are good. Trucks have wheels. They have doors too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that's where it, like you could you could try to convince yourself either way. Tomorrow you know? I'm gonna have a different answer. I'll, I'll yeah. text you. Yeah, ask your dad and text me. Oh, he's gonna have the best answer. Yeah, it'll be great. This next one comes from our boy Luther Tube Sock. Hi, everybody. It's your boy Luther Tube Sock. <laughs> Here in Thornwood, Colorado. Yep. And I got a question for my boy JR. Out of the three Back to the Future movies, which one's your favorite? And what's your favorite scene out of it? I gotta know, and everybody else wants to know. It's your boy Luther. Let's go. Movies. I love Luther. Dude, voice, Luther. Man. Good question, Luther. Yeah. Well, Back to the Future is the greatest piece of cinema ever made. I think we can both agree on that. It's uh, we both do agree on that. Yeah, it's unbeatable. It's unbeatable. It's a perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, he said. My fa- uh, what's your favorite one? Back to the Future Two. As okay. much as I think the first film is the greatest piece of cinema ever made, number two is a better movie because you get everything that Part One did right. And then you get all the new elements of part two. And part two is happening during part one. So you're getting the best of both worlds. It's Hot Ice, Dave. So technically, that means technically number one is number two. Because number one includes number two. But number two includes number one. And the DeLorean had wheels. And doors. Two doors. (laughs) Goldwing. My favorite scene in part two is... It's a tie, okay? And and this is our show, so I'm going to say this is okay to do. All right. I'll allow it. It's, it's the, the first one is when Marty is back in 1955 at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, and he has to make sure that that George knocks out Biff. So the you get it. The, he's, got the, the he's got the antenna. Doc, Doc, I'm here. Yeah, Doc, Doc, come in. Doc, Doc, let's go. And, you know. And uh, he's watching himself at the dance, and he's watching his mom and George and Biff and Strickland. And, and he's trying to get then, the gray sports almanac, but then it's not yeah. there. Yeah, it's the Ooh La La Ooh magazine. La La. And he's crawling across the thing, and the goons are, are like waiting for him, and he has to drop the, you know, the, the weights on knock him. knock him out. That was great. Yeah, because if the timing gets thrown off on the previous, like it's so a, it's stressful. To, it is. It's like nail biting. And then. My other favorite part in part two is the um, hoverboard chase. Those boys don't tunnel. walk on water. You need power. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. That one's so good. Yeah. And, dude, funny enough, I was at out the box today filming some stuff with the, with the guys, and they had not only Marty's hat from Back to the Future 2 for sale, but they had the Mattel hoverboard for sale as well. Man. And it's super sweet, dude. I actually filmed something of it today. So, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing together. that. Yeah, I'm gonna piece it together. Yes. What about you? What would would you say out of the three? And I know number three gets crapped on a lot, but I love you know my I, oh Mr. Eastwood. I think about this. <laughs> I don't know why I do, but like every day, it seems, or at least every week, I want to watch the movies. Yeah. But then I immediately tell myself to not do it because you've already seen them. You know what happens. Yeah. And yet there's just like a few moments of like wonder that really bring you back to the time period. And, and I think, oh, like my dad was born November 5th, 1942, 13 years before wow. they go back to that date in 1955 before like the, you know, the lightning storm. Yeah. 
and I'm like, man, I wonder what it was like. So it's cool to start watching the movie. And then I was like, oh, no, I can't watch it. If I watch it too much, I'll get sick of the movie. I'll get right. sick of all of them. Yeah. And I actually... I don't know, know that I could. I can't because I, I restrain myself. But I think it's... as my, I, I actually recently like number three a lot more because there's so many cool callbacks. And yeah. he's wearing the Nikes. What kind of moccasins are those? You yeah. Know? <laughs> Um, but, You're a crack uh, shot. <laughs> it's like a baby's toy. Yeah. All right. I, I'll just I'll go with three. Yeah. Because right now I like three. When he throws the pie tin and it says frisbee on the pie tin and he knocks right. the gun out oh of my. Uh, Mad Dog Griff. Tannen's hands. Mad Dog, yeah. And uh, he saves Doc and it shoots his hat off and you're like, oh man. And then they and then they agree to do the duel. And it leads up to that, you know, the end scene, which is yeah. you know, manure. Yeah. Uh, every time, dude. Every time. Manure, since the beginning I of time. Hate manure. It's so good. I need now, that picture. I need a picture of you and me next to a clock that looks like the Hill Valley picture. Oh, uh, that'd be the best, dude. I wanted to ask you on this Back to the Future topic, I see some folks. I was just talking to this kid today, and he's he told me he loves part two the most. Because of all the things that they predicted wrong would happen. Oh, yeah, and then like I the see, World Series. Right. And then I see other people that are like, it was cool before we reached 2015 because there was still like, oh, this stuff could happen. But I don't think that ruins any of it for me because remember, you're making this from a perspective of somebody in the 80s. Yeah. So that would have been literally... 30 years before 85, yeah. 95, 05, 15. That's so you're thinking pretty like, accurate. Yeah. You're like, well, that's, you know, so far away, but not like you're doing, I don't know, you know, 3,099, like something crazy out there, sci-fi thing. Like it was still kind of believable. Well, and the, and I think a big reason behind that is you got to do 30 years because you think, oh, well, my past self will be alive potentially in yeah. 30 years and that's why oh, yeah. they had to go back because if they're altering if you're altering a few like in Futurama right like yeah. Fry is like way in the future like none of his his relatives are well technically one of them is like alive but like everybody right. else died off in this yeah. oh you can like meet your parents again you can meet yourself so I just think yeah with the 30 years I don't think it ruins it at all because even leading up to it, it was cool to see. But after the fact, you can quickly look back and, and think, actually, you know, the Marlins did play in a World Series. And the Cubs did win a World Series in 2016, right. a year after. Yeah. So very close. You know what I was thinking? Oh, man, something that really that really chaps my butt about it. <laughs> and uh, What is your bread? <laughs> I lost the I lost the train of thought too. It's it's gonna hit me once we move on. I know it. No, nah, I will. It's that. I mean, that's an interesting question to think of. Twenty fifteen would ruin it. I wish they kept that ride at Universal, but they just only have so much room. Here it is. So, <clears throat> Marvel has turned to crap, right? But before it did, you know, it, it, there's so much time travel happening now, and what we're learning in these movies is is it's all alternate timelines right it's not one timeline so it's like and and one of the one of the jokes ant-man makes is like so back to the future was a bunch of crap right you know and it's like i still like to believe that's what time travel is is the way that it's presented in back to the future rather than these alternate timelines well i like that too because in the world of back to the future there only exists one time machine. Only one right. person has invented time travel. Yeah. That's why that whole theory works because everything that they do really could affect the future and could branch off and be alternate 1985. But in the Marvel right. Cinematic Universe, you got all kinds of people that can time travel. Yeah. So yeah, it's going right. to splinter like crazy because – they got too many rules. Yeah, they, their sandbox is way too big. But yeah, yeah. Back to the Future. Okay, Doc's only one. There's only one DeLorean. And think about in two when Biff go old Biff goes back. Yes. And, and gives you know Get younger out of my Biff. Get my car, old man. How, how, wait, how'd you do that? Get in. 
get it. You know, he was able to give him the gray sports almanac because he knew yeah. there's only one way to time travel in Back to the Future. Marvel, who knows? Everybody can do yeah. it. Just it's not special because everyone can do it. Well, I would like to travel back to when I could afford groceries, but that's a story for another day. So let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to our next one here. <laughs> and this one comes from uh, my buddy Jonathan, Chaotic Castles on Instagram uh, from out here in Colorado. All right, my question is for the both of y'all. What was your favorite childhood cartoon show going home to after school? Favorite cartoon show going home to after school? I think without thinking about it too hard, Power Rangers was the one or Turtles. Mine was definitely South Park. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Like uh, that or Dragon Ball Z would be on. So that's what was on after school. So I'd watch it. But it was dope. At reruns of South Park. I had a lot of Comedy Central on. I, I remember, yeah. let's see, I'm 37. So I started, we both started watching South Park at like 11. Yeah. <laughs> 11 years old way, watching that golly. show. It's way too young. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. See, I was thinking like younger than that, you know, like, but, but if you're talking like South Park age, I'd be running home from school to watch TRL, you know, but that's not, that's not a cartoon, but so that's why I, I was like, oh, what am, am I like eight, nine, ten years old? So I, I know the turtles were, yeah, turtles were always like Saturday morning. Um, Scooby was for sure. He's always great. Um, the Rangers wasn't a cartoon, but it might as well be, you know, so I would say that kind of stuff. But we also grew up at the age where like um, Cartoon Network came about and then Adult Swim. And then you had yeah. some like straight like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. You had some like weird cartoons. Johnny Bravo. Johnny yeah. Bravo. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. Somebody said the other day, it's like <laughs> the whole point of that show is the guy was just trying to get a date he's just trying to get yeah. laid like that was the there was no plot <laughs> it was just johnny bravo getting shut down by every woman he talked to yeah that's what probably prepared me for what my future would be <laughs> you're like well, if i johnny say that bravo. i'm gonna get slapped got it yeah and there was like dexter's laboratory oh man johnny quest yeah what were some other ones on there like then they uh, had the old hanna-barbera like mcgilla gorilla and they had right. space race yep Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Flintstones and the Jetsons. Yeah, dude, those are like, those are timeless. Like, you could put those on at any time in your life and be like, this is enjoyable. Back to the Back to the Future thing. How much Whoa, did the Jetsons... this is heavy. How much did the Jetsons get right? FaceTime? Man, yeah. You know, they that was just like a normal thing for them. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I would have loved to have seen come true from Back to the Future? Is when 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 all the guys are wearing the two ties. <laughs> Just <laughs> it's can, so dumb. Can, can we try and make that cool, you and me? Uh, how do you do that? You got to have two button areas. Like <laughs> your collar would be all no, messed no, no, no. up. There's only there's only one button area, but there's two spots for ties. Two collars, bro. We'd be popping hella collars, bro. Two collars. Yep. I don't know if we can do that. I'd try yeah. it though. Just one day yeah. walk in. Hey, hey, iHeart Office. Hey, guys. Yeah, what's up? What the hell is going on with JR? It'd probably take them a while to be like, wait, do you have two ties on? And I'd say, why don't you? Doesn't everyone? Yeah, and doesn't everyone? <laughs> hey, if you want a Pepsi kid, you're going to pay for it. That's what that's I'd say what, to him. That's what I want, which <laughs> probably is real. Yeah. Is the Cafe 80s when the Pepsi comes up. Ah, dude, you know what? So I've I've recently been starting to collect those um, Back to the Future NECA figures, yeah. right? And I recently picked up two, one today, one nice. yesterday. The one today is the Mar is Marty when he's wearing the um, yellow hazmat suit thing. Oh, and he looks like a Martian. Yeah, and he has the tape player, and he's playing the, the music in what's-his-name's ears. Dude, the Eddie and, Van Halen. Yeah, and I also have, um, and this is what made me – uh, think of it, Marty from Back to the Future 2, where he has the board, right? He has the hat, but then it also comes with a bunch of accessories, and one of the accessories is the Pepsi Free. Oh, man. And it's it's pretty damn cool, man. I think I have that one, too. I have, like, four of them. Yeah. I have two Martys, I have a Biff, and I think a Doc. Yeah, I got, like, four Martys now. I got one Doc... I got one Biff. 
I'm like, where's Lorraine? Where's Jennifer? Where's, where's Calvin George? Klein? What? Yeah, where's Calvin <laughs> Klein? It's written all over your underwear, which is still the best joke in the world, oh, man. It's great. It's just so observational. It's right there. Yeah. I, uh, we could do... All right, one, I know, dude. We're going to do can't. a whole Back <laughs> yeah. to the Future trilogy review where we just sit there and watch the movie and then we'll yeah. give our whole dissertation. You don't have to listen to it, but we're putting it out. So if you're here for it, right. it's happening. We'll do the old three, two, one play and give our own commentary and tell you about the time that we ripped off the scene of Marty in the hazmat suit playing the music to George and taught, you know what I mean? We, me and Dave did our own version of it, which we did was pretty, that. I don't know, dude, it came out pretty cool. It did. 2015. 14, 15, something 2015, like that. 2015, yeah, dude. Yeah. We... Look, we got some skills, some filmmaking skills. Stuff. Yeah, man, shoot. All right, this next one up. yeah, comes from our boy, uh, Joey Bootleg. Joey Bootleg. Yep. So seeing as you two are super big about buying and selling toys these days, Dave, tell JR, do you have any regrets of the action figures you used to have being loaded onto two-by-fours and sent down the river and over the waterfall. Do you feel like those toys could be, you know, resold these days if they weren't sitting in the bottom of a marsh somewhere? <laughs> and also, Jeff, don't get too high and mighty. Do you regret putting the toys in the middle of the street for 18-wheelers to run over? High and mighty? <laughs> Wait. I Dog! Don't, I don't remember doing any of that. Did I do that? Did I put I them? I played the fifth. I'm. I know for a fact we used to strap um, GI Joes and the like to, to bottle, rockets. bottle rockets at John Shay's yard, and they would launch and they would explode. I don't remember putting them on two by fours. I, I would need photographic or video evidence. I can't say I didn't do that. It sounds like something I might do, right? But I just don't recall. Can you take out the camera tomorrow and maybe like a snorkel? And see if you can find some figures at the bottom of that waterfall. Can you? Uh, no, I'm not doing that. No, it's probably not safe no, at all. No, it wouldn't be I out into the ocean. Yeah, I loved how he's like, and, and, and you, Jeff, don't get high and mighty. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely recall living on Central Street. I remember one time we put a, a sting poster in the middle of the street, and we, for people to run over, we thought it was funny. A poster? Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess we did it with the uh, figures, too. But, gosh, that hurts my heart that I would have, like, a... That's, like, very Sid of me from Toy Story. I don't like that, you it know? Is. That's not cool. There's a little Sid in all of us, I think. Yeah. Luckily, I grew out of it, you know? Think and now, about it, dude. You and me would have been the weirdest kids if we kept our toys in boxes. Look at this toy I got. Right. Will you play with it? Well, no. I'm going to save it for 30 years so I can sell it and make a $20 so can, profit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even if it was like a $200 profit, that's the most insane thing you could do as a kid to have that presence in mind. Think about this. Bringing it back to the future again real quick. Of course. What if you and I could hop in the old DeLorean, right? And we could go back to our... I don't know, 13-year-old selves when you and I first met, right? And just be like, hey, get out of my box of wrestling figures, old man. Then I'm like, listen up, kid. You're going <laughs> to hang on to these. And when you turn 37, Dave's going to open up a shop, and you're going to become a collector. Hang on to these. And then, boom, I wouldn't say we'd have a fortune. We'd have a couple thou maybe right but we have a couple bands sitting in the bank because of that uh, you know and i would take it a step further and say i would convince us our younger selves to convince my dad to give our younger selves money to go buy yeah. all the michael jordan and kobe cards we could get our oh, hands on my goodness because yep. all those tops chrome boxes were in walmart and nobody knew Think about that. If we had a, the market wow. cornered on Topps Chrome, that, that Kobe card is a $50,000 card. Golly, That would man. make us mad. Or, I think you went even better than that. We went to Toys R Us and just bought as many N64s and as many games as we could and just kept them right. in the box. Yeah. Stashed them, dug them in a hole, just like they put the DeLorean, uh, you know, yeah. under the cemetery or wherever it was. Yeah. And that Mario game... 
uh, in a box went for a million dollars. It's out of control, dude. It's out of control. That's what we would do. Yeah. There was a N64 at Out the Box I sent you a picture of. And I didn't remember some of the artwork that was on there, but there was Kobe was on there. Yep. For, I think it was NBA Courtside. Yep, there Courtside. Was, uh, yep. Griffey was yep. on there. Then you had and, a 1080 snowboarding. Yeah, and Mario, of course, was on there. It's just... I have a converter to where I can play my N64 on the flat screen now, but I, for some reason I just... It's just me, so it's not as fun. Yeah, you need a, two people at least for GoldenEye or Mario Kart. Or Mario of, Party. Yeah. cool. One of the cool things about it, speaking of our pal Joey Bootleg, he's also like Joey Storage, we could call him. Uh, yeah, he's got everything he has like digital stacks bro he so does. one of the things that he managed to keep was an original n64 memory card that had all of our created wrestlers from wwf no mercy on oh it. man so all of them and you could create so many so we would make different guys with different you know, looks and make up their character and what their voice would sound like and what their song would be and what their moves would be. And it's like, holy blast from the past looking at that. Dude, my guy's name was X-Con. He had never been to prison. It just looked cool on paper. Capital X dash capital C small O. He's a Double convict. capital N. He's a con. Yeah, he's, he's a con. He's and, a con man. And that translated into real backyard wrestling. But yeah, it did. The funny thing that you called him X-Con is how much of like playing with figures and playing video games did that keep you just out of trouble? Yeah. And especially wrestling in the backyard. Yep. It's like every you know all, all the other kids are out at keggers in the woods or they're you know smoking pot or just doing st stuff they shouldn't be doing and then it's like well where's where's Jeff? Oh, he's uh, putting his buddy through a flaming table in the backyard <laughs> responsibly. Yeah, at least it's close by. <laughs> Somebody can call 911 quickly yeah. if needed. And they did. Trust me. The fire department came one time, dude. It was rough. Oh, rough. Man. And one time my uh, Tim's nephew, Jake, he caught on fire. He was where, dude, and you would be oh, devastated. God. You, you would be devastated. He's wearing this like. Vintage Boston Red Sox um, button-up jacket. So it's all blue. It's got the it's got the red sock on it, and it's got the stripes on the wrists. And it's like it's not windbreaker tight, but you know the kind of jacket I'm. It's it's like, puffy, but it's not like a nice winter coat. Right, right. And we thought, oh, well, let's put him through a flame until his back lit up on fire. And I had to, like, jump out from behind camera and put them out. Jeez, you guys went all out. To, to be fair, it was, like, the wimpiest backyard fed of all time, <laughs> if I can be honest. And what might actually be a fun thing for us to do is, like, look at some of this stuff. We need to. We need people yeah. to understand. So if you watch, this is why you should watch the show, is if you yeah. watch when we do stuff like that, then you can get some perspective on, you know, how long... Jeff has really been involved with wrestling. Like, yeah. really, I've been a casual a long time, but he has been into it for as long as I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's going to be coming up on 30 years here soon, buddy. Dude, I love it. I'll never stop. I like until the end of time. And it's an interesting thing because football, I even fell out of it for like two, three years, right? Once uh, the Cowboys lost Romo and Dez and Witten and DeMarco Murray and, like, all those core guys I watched from my late teens all the way through my 20s into my early 30s, like, super impressionable times. And then I'm like, it's like that meme that still gets sent to me to this day. It's a photo of all of them in the freaking Cowboys locker room, and the caption is, where have all the Cowboys gone? Man, that's how I feel with the Patriots right now. <laughs> when people would send that to me, it would hit me in the heart, bro. It would really hurt me, you know? And I had to try to, like, be cool about it and play it off. But it really hurt my heart, man. And uh, because those were my guys, dude, and I rode with them for so long. And I believe that if I believed more than every other fan on every other team, then my team would win. It's funny and how we think we can affect the outcomes. It's like I was betting today 
Yeah. Because DraftKings and sports betting is legal in Maine now. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. all right, let me do some bonus bets. They give you like a bunch of sweet bonus bets. And so I was like, yeah. all right, I'm like, Brown's money line. Let's go. And they're mm. losing by two touchdowns. I'm like, ah, oh, man. And then yeah. they score. And then there's a pick six. And I'm like, oh, no. no. And then the guy out. misses the ex- extra point. And they're down one. And they get it back and they win on a last second field goal. And I'm wow. sitting here thinking, I can really affect this outcome like an idiot because I oh, can't. Because no, yeah. they don't even know I exist. Whatever. No. I'm $80 richer. So good job, Browns. And I've come to, excuse me, accept that now. But dude, I tell you, man, some of those games, like, I, I would get closer to the TV. <laughs> And closer and closer, and I'd cross both fingers and hold them up like this it matters. and get closer. Yeah, and if it, if it was down to like a field goal, I'm crossing my fingers, and I'm doing the, you know, <laughs> one eye closed, trying to match it up with the goal post the on the screen. Willy. Oh, man. Hey, it's yeah, like it's, they say, it's only crazy if it doesn't work. Yeah, well, it, it, it didn't. It yeah, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> Championship since I was wearing overalls at Longfellow <laughs> Elementary School. Bro, uh, yo, I always think of you when they put on Daryl Johnston because I'm like, man, that dude has white hair and he was probably on one of those last Cowboys teams to win a Super Bowl. I'm like, damn. Yeah, he was, Dave. Yep. Yeah, that's almost 30 years ago, 95. I know. Think about that. I even had somebody ask me today, why are you a Cowboys fan? Aren't you from New England? And I said, yeah, well, here's the thing is my mom was the biggest bandwagon fan. And it seemed like whoever was popping at the time she was into. So when I was real young in the early 90s, the Cowboys were the team. So she would get me the jerseys and the hats and the mittens and the this and the that and so the stickers. And no, it is. It's, it's 100% her fault. her fault. And then I fell in love with the star. And it's been getting pain and misery ever since, dude, ever since. Well, looking okay this year. Yeah, I mean, we should have beat the Eagles, though. We'll see. <sighs> All right. Our last one comes from my sister, and I don't remember anything she's talking about here, <laughs> and I'm hoping that you do because okay. I don't remember this at all. Do you remember when you guys had me prank call Dave's brother Ryan and pretend I was a girl from school that had a crush on him? And we even like went as far as setting up a time to meet under the tree. <laughs> what Bro, tree? Why, why did we do that? <laughs> and it sounds like something we would do. <laughs> oh, totally. But I don't remember that. Man, I wonder if Ryan does. I'm going to have to ask him. I'll, I'm, all right. You guys, we're gonna have to do like a cliffhanger, <laughs> and I'll give you the answer if Ryan remembers on the next episode. Yeah, but I have yeah. no clue. It sounds like us. Oh yeah. Hey, you know what? Oh, he's coach. Yeah, he's yeah your sister. Guy. She's a girl. Like, let's let's yeah, pretend yeah. that she's somebody who likes Ryan. Yeah, yeah. We can just give her this name, and she's from whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. And then we're all just giggling yeah, the, the tree. Tell the tree. What tree? Yeah. You know the tree. The tree. Yeah, we'll meet under the tree. <laughs> Yeah, there's a. It's Maine. Come on, be yeah. a little more <laughs> descriptive. Yeah, what? The, where? What was it like? Uh, there was a, a story about Boo Radley at his tree. Boo Radley's what? apple tree. Yeah, that's yeah. We're gonna yeah. Tell him you want to meet under Boo Radley's apple tree. What? It's, that's like uh, the the whole plot to deeds. Yeah, I'm from Winchesterton, yeah. Fieldville, Iowa. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that was my doctor. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. So good. But uh yeah, that's all that's all the questions we have for today. Some some pretty good ones, some silly ones, some thought-provoking ones, and some that we're going to have to get back to you at a later date on. The cliffhanger. I will find out. Yeah. If Ryan has any recollection, it's podcast worthy. Yeah. For some reason, my Strongest memories with Ryan is us nearly fighting on a stage one time during the gig. But the better ones are us hanging out at the creek, going to the mall, getting matching clothes, matching shoes, and going to the Galaxy together in the summertime. And OOB, clubbing, bro. Dude, Galaxy, RIP. RIP. Teddy Williams. Teddy Williams. Anyhow, for Dave, I mean, do, do you have anything else? Mm, I just have all this stuff in my house, and 
my whole life has been consumed by opening this shop. So I don't worry. You stick around for the podcast. I'm going to have tons of updates. Double play yep. will be opening. My hope is early December. And okay. uh, hopefully we'll hit it right before Christmas. Uh, insulation nice. went in today, and that means probably drywall is going up what? tomorrow. Pretty soon you'll be decorating, Bob. Yeah, so I'll be, like, inside. Um, it's just pretty overwhelming. It's really taken a lot of my energy, and, like, the, doing no. the podcast is fun because it's the one thing where I don't feel a lot of pressure. It's just like, right. oh, I get to chat with my bro, and yeah. that's all I have to do. Right, and it's like... An hour before bed, like yeah, I mean, this money, chill, dude. dude. Yeah, it's cool, and I'll be I'll be real excited to see how things progress with the shop and everything that you have going on, and how things are progressing in my career out here in in Denver because I just finished up two years here, November dude. 1st. Two years, let's yeah, go, dude. Two years, That's incredible. High. Went by fast, yeah. and you know I'm starting to like it here. Um, and I'm already thinking fast forward to next year around this time. It'll be finishing up three years. So I have a three-year deal with a fourth-year option. And I'm wondering, are they going to try to negotiate after three? Or are they going to say, hey, we're you know, I don't know what's going to happen. We got a lot of discussions to have behind I, the scenes Exactly, here. which is why it's exciting. So nice. for Dave, my name is JR. Uh, this has been Hanging with Homie. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share all four if you're feeling up to it. And most importantly... Remember, it's cool to be you. Peace.